Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, sir. Yes. What's up, brother? I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm good, man. Can't complain. How about you? Yes, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine, man. It's uh, on my side also. I can't complain, man. Good, good, good. Yeah. Hey, first and foremost, thank you very much for uh, for accepting the invite. Oh yeah, uh, it's really it's really appreciated. And you know, it's uh, I think it's this week maybe that I realized it because I've been following you guys and uh, I, I saw a lot of your videos for um, uh, you know the side hustle, the keys for the side hustle. Uh, because also we are on the same journey. And and then I realized, hey, I've been following you for a while, so it's uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm happy that you that you are available so we can have this discussion, man. Absolutely, man. I've, I've been checking out your content, and uh, I definitely like the vibe. So, man, thank you for inviting me. I'm happy to be in the man cave, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, officially welcome to the man cave. So, <laughs> like, I, I like saying to, to my guests, like, the man cave is, is a discussion between two men. It's just that it's in front of the world. So we're not trying to, to make things look, oh, picture perfect and give the right answer. There's no necessarily right or wrong answer. I just want to have a conversation. And that's 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 the main case. So that's what we're going to do, man. Oh, sounds good. Yes. All right. So listen, I'm, I'm going to start it off by asking you this. Do you get any flack or catch any flack or bad critics because you're calling your wife and yourself, you're calling yourself the black married and debt free. Like, do you get any people like, well, why you have to say black? Why you have to say you're married? What does it mean for single people? Do you get any 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 of that vibe? Man, that's a great question, man. So, I'm, I'm gonna short answer is no, not really. Um, okay. Now, me and my wife, like, we we we, we changed our trajectory financially. Uh, just kind of just we were doing it very personal. And uh, when we finished, and we'll get into like exactly what we did, but when we finished our journey, I guess, or you know, paid off our, our debt, my wife was like, we should. She wanted to write something, some type of uh, ebook or something like that, and she came up with the name Black Mary Debt Free. And you know, she had never gotten around to writing that book, but we wanted to start sharing like content around it and start recording some videos, just vlog style videos. So we said, well, let's call what we do Black Mary Debt Free. And really, all those words are just positive affirmations. That's really all it is. We're black, we're married, and we're debt-free. So that's where we were at the time. And we didn't think anything of it like, hey, we're trying to make a, a woke st statement or, yeah. you know, it was nothing like that. It was just simply like, that's who we are. And so I think because we came very authentic like that, we haven't seen any pushback. Now, there's been some conversations about like, hey, if you want to take your brand to the next level, once we kind of got into it, you know, hey, if you want to take your brand to the next level, uh, maybe you might want to think about changing that. But we never, it, you know, never really had a serious conversation about changing that or never had any pushback about mm -hmm. the name. Really, we it's received positively. And, and I think that's cool. And the crazy thing is like, hey, man, we started this before uh, this kind of recent uh, uh, you know, 
conversation about race that's really been elevated with like the George Floyd and the pandemic. Yeah. We had our name before then. So when that kind of surfaced and those conversations uh, were beginning to be, you know, be had, it was like cool that, hey, we, we already had this established. We're not clout chasing. We're not mm-hmm. trying to jump on any wave. So it's been really cool for us. And, and you know, honestly, it's been well received. Okay. That's great because one of the, that hooked me up personally, because uh, I remember uh, probably the last year I did an interview and I was looking for someone that was debt free. And I I went on the Dave Ramsey page because I know often he posts people that are debt free. Right. And I scrolled, I scrolled, I scrolled, I scrolled, I scrolled. And I think I found one family out of the whole bunch that was black and that was married and that was debt free. And I was like, why is that? Like, why isn't there more of that? So when I saw your, you guys, I saw your posts, I saw the videos. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is what we need to get into. Man. This is what we need to push forward. That's that. That's what we need. Right. Um, so one of the things that, that that I said at the beginning is that why do you think uh, we don't talk about finances or being debt free uh, more in families? Because you know we talk about sports, we talk about politics, we talk about everything. But when it comes to how much we owe in debt or, or whatnot, it seems like everyone at the, the kitchen table at the family gathering is everyone is good. We, we no, no one talks about it. Why do you think it's such a taboo, let's say, in our, in our culture or, or in our community? Man, that's a that's a great conversation, uh, Max, because it's, it's two things. It's like, one, if you're wealthy, say if you're a wealthy person and you have money, you like to keep that close to the vest. You don't want to tell too many. And then if you're lacking money or if you're in debt, you want to keep it close to the vest too. So it's like, there's never any conversation. People who are doing well, never express how they got there and, and help those who aren't doing well. So it's like, everyone's at the table, just kind of hushed mouth. And especially in our community, you know, that's just kind of how we was raised, you know, keep this, this is, this is in-house, this is family business. And so what I'm loving and what I'm seeing is that there's a renaissance of people being more transparent. And I like to think like me and Shire are in that wave uh, with being more transparent about finances and kind of taking the covers off of it because that's the only way we're going to uh, get better. And so it is very taboo. Um, you know, it's kind of like counseling. You know, no one really wants to say, hey, I need to go to counseling or no one wants <laughs> to say, hey, I need to sit down with somebody. You know, it's kind of like, that pride starts to come up. And I know for me personally, uh, when I was really deep in debt, I always thought, man, I could get myself out of this hole. I, I could get, I'll get another job. You know, I, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. So I, when people are going through it, they always feel like I can get out of this before uh, I really, you know, feel like I have to ask for help. Before I ask for help, before I, I say I have a problem, I think I can fix it myself. So I think that's a big part of it is we think we can fix it ourselves or there's some shame there, especially for the fellas. I like to talk, you know, about that a lot too, is is taking that pride off and that, you know, I got this under control and really sitting down with your spouse if necessary and saying, hey, this is where we're at. This is what I'm bringing to the table. Can we put our heads together? And and, and because I, I can't, you know, really come up with the solution on my own. But uh, yeah, it's definitely taboo. Uh, but hopefully, like conversations like one me and you are having now, will begin to take the uh, the shame off of, of of having money issues. Exactly, and you know, I I think I even think that we make errors sometimes when we back cause bad decisions. So there's no really 
we don't have to be ashamed of it. We we just have to be big enough to be like, okay, you know what? I thought I, like you said, I thought I could handle it, but now once I take account of all of, uh, everything that I'm owing, like I'm, I'm to the neck, I need help. Yeah. No. Yeah. So so what made you uh, want to get out of there? Like when what what happened for you to take that decision that you know what we're going we're going to straighten this out and we're gonna get out of there. Man, well, honestly, Max, like I got married young, so I come, I come, I was like raised in a, a Christian family. All of my aunts, uncles, mother, father, uh, married, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. So that's just what I thought people do. You, you, in your early 20s, you get married, you figure out the rest after that. So <laughs> my wife was raised in a very similar Christian uh, upbringing. So we didn't really think about money, man. I mean, when we got married, we were just like in a one bedroom apartment. We had our cars and we thought, hey, this is it. We live in the life, you know. But then as you grow in age and as you start to have kids, you start to realize like, OK, wait, I got to retire one day. Like I can't work. First of all, you realize you really don't love work. I mean, some people say they love their job. Hey, God bless you. <laughs> I think I think that's an excuse to just justify. But hey. Me, for me, work was like a necessary evil. It wasn't something that's like, man, I'm so passionate about this, but mm. that's a, that's another conversation. But anyway. <laughs> I so got you. Me, you feel me? So for me, I'm like, man, I got to retire one day. I got, uh, I'm having kids. They're going to need to go to college. And it's like, I'm counting these bills. I'm like, okay, I make just enough to pay these, to pay the minimum balance on these bills. Man, this is not going to cut it, you know? And so I started to realize after I had my son, my, my, my oldest, Hmm, I need to make, we need to figure this thing out. And so Max, I was like, a, I'm a serial hustler. So I'm like a side hustle guy, multiple job guy. I hadn't really developed that. Make your, uh, help your money, make money for you mentality yet. So I, I, I overloaded and I had two full-time jobs and I, I couldn't sustain it. I was like, man, I got to let one of these go. I'm killing myself. And when I did that, I stepped back and said, man, we only make, at this time, we live in uh, California, Northern California, we were making $1,300 household income a month. And I was like, we don't have enough to pay the bills. So that was the wake-up call for me. I was like, man. So luckily, we had a little stash of savings, and then I, I just shared it with my wife. I said, honey, this is what we, we have coming in, and this is what we have that needs to go out. We gotta. We can't do this, you know. So we put our heads together and kind of de devised a plan on, you know, exactly how we were gonna do it. And uh, but yeah, man, it was that rock bottom of man. We only have this amount of money coming in and this much going out. And that that really, you know, had the wheels to start turning in, in my mind. Wow. And so, uh, just to, to piggyback on something that you said, so you took consideration and everything, and then you went. And spoke with your wife and said, okay, we got to figure it out. You didn't do, well, I'm the man of the house, so this is what we're going to do and that's it, that's all. You you still went and you, you because I think a lot of times men forget that being married, like we, we're a tag team, we're in this together. It's not, yeah. we're not in competition. So, so you did, I, I think it's dope that you, that you're mentioning, okay, you went, you went, you went with your wife and then you spoke and figured out a plan. I think that's amazing. That's dope. Yeah, Max, because like up until that point, I had that macho vibe, like mm -hmm. I'm controlling the money, you know, I paid all the bills and, and you know, I made, uh, you know, anything that was going out, I was I was making the payments. And, and so I was kind of being that man of the house and 
I really was kind of screwing it up. I mean, there's no nice way to say it. I wasn't handling business. Uh, I was kind of like, you know, like if I was a CEO, I was running the business into the ground, right? So mm-hmm. I needed to consult with my CFO and say, hey, this is where we're at, you know, uh, what, what, what do you think, you know? And, you know, my wife is extremely intelligent, uh, you know, educated woman. So it would, it would really have been not wise for me to try to figure it out on my own, you know? And that's why I like to, to share with the, the fellas too. It's like, don't have so much pride to where you can't even consult and, and, and really put your heads together with your woman. You know, that is a, a blessing to have a partner that you can partner with. You know, it's a luxury. It's not a, it's not a, uh, dictatorship, you know, it's, it yeah. should be partnership. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree 100, percent man. Um, I'll just take an Instagram question. Uh, so the question is, how did you overcome the, that pride and understand that you needed help? Uh, I think you kind of answered it, but I don't know if there's anything that you want to add to to it. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say like for me, like I said, I was in a lot of uh, surrounded by a lot of married couples, and uh, you, you oftentimes you try to have your relationship look like someone else's relationship i think it's important to know like hey that may be how you guys run it over there but for me and my uh wife and what we have going it's it's different you know we we're more of a partnership there may some be some relationships that work very well with the with the man being more you know dominant or or you know how what i want to say is is i had to take away that pride like well that's how they're doing it he's in charge over there or you know you know, you can't really look at other relationships. You have to really say, well, what's going to work for my relationship? What's going to work for us getting our family out of debt? It may be necessary for you to do something different than than someone else. So I think that's important, too, just to kind of add on. It's like, man, build your own situation hmm. with, with your spouse. Don't, don't necessarily look at others and try to mimic. Yeah. And that's often sometimes because we look at other people. That's, that's, that's what gets us in trouble in the first place. So, yeah. Um, I had interviewed someone. Well, uh, um, I think he was, well, he didn't have no kid, the, the, the person that I interviewed. And oftentimes when I see people that get out of debt, they don't have kids. They don't have children. But you guys in your journey, you did, uh, your children were born, right? You are already there. So did you, because the thing that, that, that I could and could not relate with them is because when they were talking about their debt-free journey, they were like, you know what? I decided to eat noodles every day. And then I see Dave Ramsey saying rice and beans, beans and rice. <laughs> but then when you have kids, it's like, nah, man, we, we, we can't do that. We have to feed them properly. Right. So did you, did you have to, um, I don't think you have to sacrifice on food because you have to feed the babies, but did you have to sacrifice something else besides uh, besides the food? And then afterwards, later on, we'll get on to what exactly you did, but I, I'm just curious to see what you sacrificed. Yeah, uh, Max, for me and, and, and for Shira, we definitely sacrificed. Uh, there was a moment in time when we were on government assistance, which is like WIC program, which mm-hmm. is like, it kind of helps you with... Uh, you know, food for your infants, milk, different things like that. So we were on the WIC program at one point. You know, that was very humbling for us. Uh, we didn't, we sacrificed as much as we possibly could during the real intense payoff part of our debt process, debt payoff process. Uh, we never like missed meals, you know, but we, we, we definitely were in a, in a grind season or hustle season where it's like, okay, we're not buying no new vehicles. 
we're not buying you know new clothes and, and new we, we just necessity only things that we need not things that we want and so that definitely helped us uh, and there is a lot of sacrifice that goes into it but you want to you want to be reasonable because a lot of times it's like a workout right on the beginning of the year you say i'm going to the gym i'm doing x y and z and i ain't eating you know i'm eating vegan you know <laughs> i mean salad every day <laughs> and by january 15th you eating pizza and you ain't thinking about the gym right yeah. so what we had to develop is okay let's get it off of paper and let's really internalize it so it becomes a part of our dna to be frugal and so it's not like i'm so locked into this budget you know a budget is like it's just a piece of paper until you put it into action so don't make it crazy to where you know i'm, I'm there's no way i can do this like, there's no way i'm gonna eat rice and beans every day like you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> this be, is be real but there, but there are practical things you can do to 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 keep yourself disciplined and to sacrifice so we had to find that balance and i encourage everyone to find your balance you know if if, if you just have to do Starbucks, if starbucks is what gets you going to get you hustling for your day then maybe you shouldn't take that off of your list because you think it's the right thing to do you know things like that so i just say personal finance is personal and for us we had to develop our own sacrificial system well, these are the things that we're going to do without and these things we can't we can't we can't eat a cup of noodles all day you know what i mean so hopefully that answers that question finally someone that says it because every time every time i hear stories and they're saying that you rice and beans i'm like maybe i could do it out for a week but like <laughs> you're like for for no, for months for months and beyond i'm not sure i can i can handle that so Thank yeah. you very much for saying. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, who wants that? When you see that, you're like, I don't want to do that. You know, so yeah. I think it, it could do more of a disservice to really have those rigid restrictions when it comes to paying off debt. I mean, you got to have some balance. Definitely, a, a, you got to have balance. Agreed. Um, so uh, Darlington Help said, uh, excellent advice, set realistic goals so we don't set ourselves up for failure. Yeah. Right. Um, so speaking of which, so can you um, give us a breakdown uh, of what you did from the first time that you, you got together with your wife and said, okay, we need to put our plans together to uh, the last payment that you made? So not necessarily every little details. I might ask you some questions, but if you could give us a picture or for someone that's watching now or that's going to be watching later. Okay, this is what we did. This is what worked for us. Then afterwards, you can someone, whoever you can take it and then mold it to, to your personal finances. So if you could just give us a little breakdown of what you did. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, Max, uh, we use a, a developed a five-step strategy that works for us. But really, this could work for any goal that you want to uh, accomplish, right? So the first thing we did, we took inventory. And that was like me going to my wife and saying, hey, this is where we're at. We literally uncovered, took the sheets off and said, well, what are we spending our money on? We looked at a bank statement. Maybe go look at a bank statement that's 30 days uh, back or a couple months back and just go through and see, man, what are we spending our money on? Okay. That right there, that step right there will enlighten a lot of people. I mean, even if I went and looked at my bank statement now, I would be like, okay, I'm spending too much on this. Spending too much. So I encourage people to do that. We took inventory, right? And then the next thing we did was we decided, okay what goals do we want to see what is that goal we wanted we wanted to pay off our debt we wanted to be totally debt free house uh, student loans cars we wanted all that gone 
And so once we did that, we said, okay, okay, that's our goal. I encourage uh, individuals to write the goal. We, we went and bought whiteboards. Mm. We had those up in our room near our, you know, near our bed. So when we woke up, we always saw it. Uh, studies show that if you see, visibly see your goals written out, or if you write them out, you, you hold yourself more accountable to that goal, becomes more real. So uh, we did that. And then we developed a strategy. Okay, we got this goal. What strategy are we going to use? And for us, uh, we used the, the debt snowball where we like paid our smallest debt first. Maybe a $500 credit card or a Macy's card. You pay that off. Now you freed up whatever that monthly payment was. Then we, you roll that to your next largest bill. And what you're doing when you're doing that is you're celebrating those little milestones. Man, I paid that card off. You'd be surprised how that can catapult you to the next thing and so on and so forth. And so uh, once we had that strategy, we said, we want to do this. How we are going to do it? We're going to pay the smallest debt off and keep ballooning it up, snowballing it up. Then we just took action. We, we A lot of times people stop there. Got my goal. I got my strategy. But man, I just, I'm going to wait to do it. I'm going to do it next week. We kicked it into action. That was step number four. And then step number five was just uh, enjoying the results, you know, and, and being consistent. And so with those five steps, man, I think if you apply that to anything, wanting to get more healthy, uh, wanting to, you know, whatever that goal is that you have, if you apply those five steps, I think you'll be able to 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 make it happen. man. so that's really what we did. Okay. And did you like, did you reward because uh, I'm supposed, I, I suppose that you had to cut on the entertainment or like going out and eating out. So while you were paying off your debt, did you at one point say, "Okay, you know what, we we did good this month. Let's let's celebrate. Let's go get this." Or did you stay locked in, focused, and you didn't do anything? Man, you you'd be surprised, Max. Like you want to celebrate, but really, the pleasure comes from being a being to to see more things uh, get crossed off your list. That mm-hmm. became a celebration. So gotcha. it's like we paid off this one thing and now we have money free. Like, man, we could we could really like kind of splurge or, you know, have some fun. But you know what? I'm, I'm so focused. Like I'm on that high of paying off that next thing. So let's mm. let's let's put more on it. You know, like that became the pleasure and it became the excitement. But, you know, to each his own, you know, I encourage those to definitely celebrate those milestones, man. Whatever's going to keep you motivated, you need to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. And did you, while, while you were doing that, did you have sometimes to to keep each other in check? Like, uh, hey, be careful, don't spend on that or whatnot. Or were you both like ready ready to roll? If I no, can say it like that. Yeah, no, nah, man, we, we kept each other accountable, man. There were times when it's like, all right, uh, you know, you kind of you, you've been going out to eat for lunch because <laughs> I, I love to go out to eat, man. Like, so, <laughs> I'm a lunch guy. <laughs> You know, I'll go to a new restaurant and in a couple of weeks, they'll, they'll know my name, you know. <laughs> so my wife had to kind of like, all right, well, we kind of going to lunch a lot. You sure that's what you want to do? And then you just kind of reevaluate. So we definitely kept each other accountable. And that's the blessing in, in the married part of Black Married Debt Free is that you're doing it with someone. You're not just doing it on your own. So, yeah, we definitely kept each other accountable for sure. Okay, gotcha. And um, one question that I, that, that I would like to... To, to see to have your input on like i've seen some people sometimes that are doing debates on um like let's say they, they have a death and they say okay you know what i gotta clear out my death but uh i'm not gonna tithe or i'm not gonna give 
because I want to keep the money and I want to make sure that because God wants to see me prosper. So did you guys uh, sacrifice that part or did you guys keep giving your thought and uh, arrange everything in between? So that's man, great question, Max. I mean, this this conversation is is a really deep one uh, for us at the time. We continue we continue to tie. Um, you know, that was something that we just we felt uh, led to do. And uh, and uh, so we continue that now. I, it would be it would be what's the word I'm looking for? I, I, I don't necessarily want to push that on everybody. Mm-hmm. That's something that we did. Uh, at, you know, we believed that giving is always important. Now, if, if it's not a tie, if it's some type of giving element, uh, as a matter of fact, man, I heard a, a gentleman on your podcast who really broke down the, the giving piece and how like you can't receive if you don't give, right? If you don't have a giving heart or giving spirit, it's hard to uh, be open to receive things. You kind of have that close fistedness. So we thought it was definitely important to continue to give in some capacity. Now you might not be able to get, do the tent, uh, but you know we felt led to do that. And we, we stay consistent with that throughout the payoff process. And I think that it, it really helped us. You know, uh, there's like a, a supernatural component to it too, right? I mean, because to pay off that amount of debt and to stay consistent and do it, you know, we felt like, you know, definitely God was walking with us, you know? So, uh, yeah, that was definitely something we did. Uh, and we, we felt it was important to us. Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. And, you know, like I've seen someone uh, that said... Uh, Concerning your paying off debt, he, he was like, "Well, you know, God didn't put you in that mess, so now you want to sacrifice the tide because you want to fix something that you did. But if you would have consulted, maybe you wouldn't have been in, in that situation." So I totally agree that even if during that process, you, we still have to stay consistent. Personally, I think man, it's, it's a matter of the heart. Like if the person feels like convinced that no, I'm going to keep it to each his own. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100 that we right. still do need to get that. Yeah. Um, so one last question that I would like to ask you is that sometimes people, when they come into the, the process, they're like, okay, well, I'm making such a mouth. Uh, I can't go out and work another job. Like I, I don't have time to work two jobs. Uh, so what would be some side hustles that you could, um, that could, that you could tell us or that we can go explore in order to generate some extra income because i understand that for people that are alone a uh, single parent household maybe it's it's tough to, to work actually even if you're both parents at home it's tough to do two jobs like th- that's already a killer but do you have any side hustles that you could propose that we could uh, look into for, for anybody that wants to join that journey yeah man i mean now is we live in such a special time man that with you know, the internet with our phones, man, there's so many things we can do uh, to generate income. Uh, for me, I, I always love going into a year like, okay, what else can I do? How can I make, like, I want to make an extra 5,000 this year. What, what what can I implement to do that? So for me, man, it's, it's, it's not being ashamed to do anything. I mean, you have rideshare companies, you have, uh, you know, podcasting, uh, you know, like, like you do and like my, my wife and I do. You'd be surprised, man. Uh, you know, we were able to, with ads and different things like that, you can make, you know, a few thousand dollars or, you know, $5,000 just podcasting. I mean, uh, different things like that, man. And I, I like to tell people this. If you can't think of, like, I don't know what to do. What are you good at? And how could you flip that 
into a wealth generating thing. For me, I'm a musician. Uh, I grew up, you know, learned how to play uh, drums and piano in church by ear. And, you know, you got to, you know, think about, okay, so how can I channel that? So I was able to start an online business where I make music and then I'm able to sell it, you know, very passively and, and you and get residual income from that. So you just have to think, man, what, are, what am I good at? What problems do people have that I can solve? You know what I mean? A lot of times, the more people, the more problems you solve, the more income you can earn, you know? So, so just think about that and don't be ashamed to, to do or try anything. I'm, I'm a try. I started a, a apparel line, uh, this, this shirt here. I just kind of started on a whim. You know what I mean? I was like, you know what? I, I'm tired of wearing other people's clothes. I want to wear something that's like, that just speaks to where I'm at, you know, black owned. I'm really on that right now. So I said, let me start a clothing line. It will start a clothing line with no, no inventory, no out of pocket money. I literally just came up with the design, found a company that uh, will ship it out for you uh, a la carte. So if someone, I have my store set up, someone goes, says, I like that shirt. The company literally presses the shirt up, ships it out, no inventory. I mean, that's it cost me nothing but time to think of that. So just get creative. Think about what you're good at and how you can create wealth from that. That that's kind of my advice on the side hustle. And don't be ashamed to do to try anything. All money is good money. You want to get to a place where your money, you're you're placing your money into uh things that can the where the money can work for you. But a lot of us are not there yet. Uh, you know what I mean? A lot of us are not at a place where I can put thousands of dollars into the market. So you have to have that source that feeds that first. So that's where my side hustles come in. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for, for um, accepting the interview. I, I, I loved it. And I think you gave uh, you give us uh, great advice. And for sure, we'll, we'll keep following you. You have, your, like you mentioned, you have your podcast, Black Married and Death Free, with uh, your wife that's uh, available on any streaming platform, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we drop yeah. every Friday. We took a little break, but we drop every Friday. We have almost 100 episodes up there. So, yeah, okay. Black Married Death Free. Perfect. So I'll put the link in the, in the description of the video. And then once again, thank you very much. And uh, for sure, I'll stay, I'll stay connected with you, man. Thanks, Max. Appreciate you, brother.